You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. Um, I'll right. go ahead and jump right on in. All righty. It says, Dear Kenyon and Takara. Don't rush. Don't rush. Don't, I want you to say it. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he don't know how tired I am. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go, go, go. I'm sorry. Dear Kenyon and Takara, my ex and child's dad and I were involved with each other for about seven years off and on. This year we broke up and he moved in with another woman. I gave up and quit fighting for us and he started trying to get me back, but I found out he was lying to me about this other woman. And as if there be, could be more, and he was telling her lies about me. After a while, he told me he was not involved with her anymore, but I found out survey says that was also a lie. Mm -hmm. I stopped speaking to him and he started telling me how unhappy he is uh, with this other woman and that he's only staying with her because he had no other place to go. I didn't believe it. So then he started telling me that he wanted to kill himself or pick a fight with the police just to get killed. This made me feel bad because we have a five-year-old daughter together and I couldn't see myself telling her how her father died. So I started talking to him again and he started telling me that he wanted to be with me still and marry me all while living with this other woman. It's so much more to the story, but for now, can we deal with this? Can you help me, please? Yes, 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 we can. Now, if you sat and listened to that, if you sat and stomached her ordeal yeah. uh, um, or in the issue, the answer might seem a little bit obvious. Yeah. But there's some things we wanted to break down because I think what happens is it's easy to give an answer. Of course. But it's harder to understand why that answer comes 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 or why why that answer is the answer. Right. I should say it like that. We keep getting answers and then what happens is is that in the past when we've given people the answer, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to go ahead and do this, they have to come and either get confirmation or they ignore it and get confirmation by repeating the same things over and over again, so on and so forth. And so what we've um, decided to do is begin to um, help people with their level of understanding. Mm -hmm. And then once they take the information and apply it, you might see a change in your dilemma. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So let's take a look at a couple things here. Uh, it, again, it's not an easy thing, but there are some things um, that, that we need to take a look at here in order to kind of break this down. Okay. Yep. Um, the first thing is that, uh, when she said, help me, can you help me, please? 
we really didn't know where to go with the help. We really didn't know, okay, what do you want us to help you with? Help right. you to obtain and maintain a relationship, help you to reconcile a relationship, help you to leave it. Right. Help you to escape it, help you to emotionally let go. What's the deal? Now, she did get back in contact with us and we did get the answer to that. But here's the thing. Regardless of what answer it was, we know she's having a difficulty in dealing with this bond. Right. She is bonded and or negatively bound, which we would call many people understand as negative soul ties. Uh, but she, uh, she's dealing with a negative negative bond. And she doesn't know how to let it go. There are some chief clues in this letter. Um, and that's why we appreciate when, when people write because they're able to articulate some things and they really don't know they're, they're letting them off. Um, there's some chief clues to her in this letter that uh, allows us to create a foundation for where her problem lies. Okay. Yes, or what's keeping her connected. What's keeping her connected and attached to him. Now, yes. what we're going to do, we're going to run through this. What we ask you to do, we know, we know for a fact that there are several of you out there who are watching or who will be listening to the podcast and have dealt with this before or yeah. is dealing with it now. So follow us because while this might not be your exact situation, it's going to be very close and you can actually break through that situation by by what we call reverse engineering what's going on right now. And I'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. Absolutely. All right? Okay, so number one, what's going on in the situation? Um, seven years on and off. That's the very first thing we caught. Uh, I, an on and off relationship and communication is one thing when I talk to you intermittently. Yes. And on and off intimacy is another thing. That's a connection. And let me tell you how that interrupts or disrupts one person's life. And number one, it, means, it maintains contact. It maintains intimate contact. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, it takes up um, a cognitive uh, uh, availability. Cognitive space. Cognitive space, meaning that she or you may stay cognitively available to that person. It takes up emotional space, meaning that she or you will be will stay emotionally available to that person. And then in the off season and you're running around and you're dating or whatever, and you're trying to figure out why I'm not getting the relationship that I really want. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because you're cog you're not cognitively and you're not uh, emotionally available to anyone uh, and anyone new. Yes, ma'am. Um, on again, off again, what, how you just described it. It's very, very, common mm -hmm. what typically happens is on is everything is the bomb everything is good i love you you love me the relationship is great the child is being taken care of we have our picture perfect family that i keep wanting and so on and so forth whatever happens to send the relationship off whatever happens to kind of get you off track it's not like a traditional we're going through a rough patch let's get back on the road to happy ever after right right it's y'all off again when somebody's on and get off again we're together and then we broke up all and the it's time. usually because of the same person it's the same person and it's the, or it's 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 the same type of situation that keeps us breaking apart right regardless of what it is regardless of whose fault it is it is the same situation that keeps recycling over and over again 
you stay and the thing is though you stay connected because even while you're not together they're either picking fights with you or like trying to make you feel guilty for not taking them back and then what happens is that they know exactly what to do to reel you back in and put it back on again absolutely so you can't be available to someone else as soon as you begin we've had so many people even go through the soul ties detox go through the book go through whatever Mm -hmm. get halfway through and right when that person begins to feel that you are getting ready to break free from them they know exactly what to do to turn it back on it's not because they can't control themselves it's not because of anything other than the fact that they now see that there's a possibility that I may be losing control of you so let me do whatever I need to do to put this relationship back on again and get you back into my good graces. Amen. Exactly. And so on again, off again is one of, is like a string is like a rope that keeps you tied to the dock of war. Okay. Like a boat, like a boat is tied to the dock. You can't go far. You can sell out a little bit, but you can't go far because we got this test. Right. Okay. Yes. The second thing is the connection catalysts. Now, what do I call a connection catalyst? These are usually presented in our lives as the reasons why we stay connections, but they're yes. really the doorways or gateways to these connections. Mm-hmm. One is children. If the person you're trying to break free of, if you share a child with the person that you're trying to break free of, that child then becomes a catalyst or a doorway because that person will go through the child. Children are often used in this way or that that person may not even mention the child and will use the child in order to try to keep a safe environment for the child so that they don't see their mommy or their daddy uh, in this in this in this way. Does that make sense? Right. But sometimes even if you don't share children together, if you have children that you've introduced them to, oh. they're going to use the kids regard. It don't matter if you share the kids with them or not. That's the good. Children are a vulnerable chess piece that they will use by any means necessary. Right. They will even either use it or we might use it in order to, well, I want the best for my child. I can't tell you how many. They've already gotten used to them. Right. I can't tell you how many situations. Yes, 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 yes. I can tell you how many situations we've been in where we've had to counsel someone through trying to control the absent parent because that's the best for, the for child. their child. Or what they think they think is What the they best. think, right. Or trying to um, handcuff the toxicity. <laughs> If you will. Yes. Because they're really thinking about the child. They do it with best intentions, but they don't know what they're doing. The second gateway is care and welfare. Now, this is really interesting because this comes with an emotional tether. Uh, It's it's our emotional feeling. What we're really responding to is that, I mean, let's be honest. uh, You really love the person. You really care about the person. And you real that person's well-being is really a consideration for you. We try not to act like we do that. Absolutely. But we do. And so what that person does is that person starts to push buttons that, by talking about how bad off they are in their per- particular situation. Mm-hmm. In this letter, um, the health and or the care and welfare situation gradually escalated until it pushed the right button. He went from oh, I'm living with this lady, I'm living with this chick, but I don't really like her, to I don't have any place to go. And when she stopped responding to that, to I want you back, to 
if I can't get you back, I'm going to kill myself mm-hmm. to I'm going to run out and I'm going to provoke the cops and then get killed. She, he's pressing every button that she may have until she finally responds. And what she does is she responds through the gateway of the first of the daughter the child the child because that's her major concern and but here's the thing when she does respond babe when she does respond she doesn't respond simply by allowing conversation she goes head first into another relationship with this guy so she opens all the way up to him and so which which lets us know that while the the child and the health and welfare are gateways, the real connection is what she, is is that connection that she actually in, uh, innately has to him, and, and that has been built over this on and off period. Right, that and those, that's the promises, right? Well, the third the third on and off is the promises. Okay, I thought that was that I'm was sorry, a perfect not, segue not the, into that. Like not the not the on and off. The third piece is the promises, mm-hmm. or the third um, the third connection point is the promises. What do I mean by promises? What happens is when we enter in or re-enter relationships that we really have been trying to get rid of as fast as possible, as clearly as possible, as much as possible. We can't seem to get rid of it. Once we get back into that relationship, we start getting promises. I want to marry you. I want to be with you forever. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation, but when I do, I'm going to be with you. And here's the problem with that. We're going to go back to understanding and cognition again. It takes us to actually perceive that promise being reality in order to receive it. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Finish your statement. And then it takes for us to emotionally believe that promise in order to buy into it. Mm -hmm. So what happens after we perceive it and we receive it or believe it, it becomes a promise that we can grab hold to, i.e. a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's a fantasy that we utilize to keep us in the game and somewhere where we really, truly don't want to be. Yeah, I'm and and I was trying to see if I should save this or not, but the the thing with the promise and the fantasy is that we're saying it's the daughter, but if she truly did not care, there is a specific line that she said in there that lets us know that she's still holding on to this promise. She said, "Yet and still, he wants to. He loves me, and he wants to marry me. Mm-hmm. All while he's with this other woman. All, all the whole time he's on another woman's while couch he's with this other bed. Wo- couch, bed, whatever, floor, <laughs> kitchen table, probably in the bed, whatever." So here's here's Porch. the that statement is so telling beyond the fact that oh he's a low down low down dirty scoundrel uh-huh. <laughs> beyond that what that tells you is that even though I know who he is I know what he's done in the past that is something that she still ultimately desires from him and so she came to us I think absolutely what should she do but a lot of times we hold on to this hope of these promises because we because we've been so intimately connected with them mm-hmm. we also want to know is it possible that they really do love us even though they're with another woman is it also that they possibly still want to marry us even though they're with another woman too mm-hmm. and so those promises keep us anchored to this 
in spite of everything else that our brain tells us that's going on around us. Right. So many people who are dealing with this right now, what I want you to do, look back at your past relationship, that one person who you can't seem to shake. Yeah. That person who you're trying to shake or you call yourself trying to shake and look back and see if these things uh, exist in that past yes. relationship yes, yes, or yes. exist today. Is there an on and offness going on? Mm -hmm. Is there a door or gateway they always come through? Is there promises that are always made once they got you, once they have your attention? Mm. Now, one thing I do know here is that she really truly knows that this person is not good for her. She really truly knows that she doesn't want to be with this person, but she keeps being drawn back in through the gateway and she believes it's her daughter or she believes her daughter is at stake. What's yes. happening is, is that for her in her mind's eye, he's holding his father relationship with his daughter hostage. hostage. If I, if I'm not allowed to be with you, then I'm going to be a dead father to her. That's basically what's happening. That's mm. dirty is low and is, 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 is terrible. Um, but that's what's going on in her mind. I, but like you said, there's still a vulnerability that you have to address to you. When, when a person has had enough, they find ways around whatever they think is the case. Let me just address children real quick. And it's funny, Takara, I had a uh, conversation a little bit a little bit ago about right. children being in toxic relationships or children envisioning uh, being in near toxic relationships with their parents. Right. Okay. And let me let me draw this scenario for you. How many people have seen one of those TV shows or movies, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a home invasion, probably a CSI or some, some kind of case thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's a home invasion. There's a single mom or a mom at home and some children at home. So there's a lot of people home. And these guys, they break in. They want some data. Or they want something crazy, whatever the case may be. And they grab the mother and the kids start screaming. Right. Then the child, then the, then the mother with through tears, she tries to smile and calm her children It's going to be okay. Right. Everything is going to be fine. Um, I'm just going to go with these men or whomever's uh, doing whatever they're doing. And they walk off and the children are looking at each other knowing that something is wrong. That's an exaggerated circumstance. Yes, that's TV. Yes, that's fantasy. But that's an exaggerated circumstance of what your children see when you try to put on that you're in a relationship that you really don't want to be in. Children are innately intuitive. They can see the toxicity. They can see the angst. Yes. They can see the distress on your face even as you smile and as you go into the other room and as you have those conversations those arguments or you give in sexually to someone who you really don't want to do Absolutely. do it with i'm just being very honest with you here doing saying you're doing this for your child is not enough to sacrifice or to conform to something that you are not because your child is seeing it and here's what's happening your child is breathing in the toxicity of the environment and getting informed on how to be or how to run from from or how to never be in a situation like that again. Yep. 
Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And children are intuitive. As much as you think you're hiding from them, you're actually being way more telling about your unhappiness than you really think you are. Yeah. Um, I've had my children um, be very concerned about me, be concerned for my mental health. I had my daughter one time in a previous relationship asked me if I was going to hurt myself because she saw that I was no longer able to smile through the pain and through the hurt. Children are very resilient. Children are knowledgeable. You have children at an alarming age even themselves thinking about doing harmful things to themselves because of the toxicity going on around them. Trust and believe that nowadays is not the time to allow yourself or your child to sit through hell thinking that you're doing it for them. You are doing it against them. Absolutely. Again, they are, you said one word, they are resilient. I see it here in the in, um, comments as well. I thought I saw it. Children are they're discerning. Re- they're discerning. Okay. Good, good. They're that too. Children are resilient, meaning not meaning that we should go, we should be okay with our children being broken by our circumstances. Right. But understand they heal from the circumstances that we create a lot faster than we do. The reason why is, is because we know way more about the circumstances. They just know the pain of the circumstance. Right. They will heal from it as long as you give them peace. Giving them peace is not trying to be peaceful or accommodating the other person who brings hell into your life. Mm -hmm. That's just keeping it lukewarm rather than hell hot. What you want to do is you want to bring peace and paradise to your life by getting that other person out of the picture so to speak yes. in a very safe and and calm way makes sense mm-hmm. i wanted to address the child because i know that for her and for many others it's the child who allows us to continue this situation and i need to let you know that your child is going to be very listen i'm a child of a broken home mm-hmm. your child of a broken home mm-hmm. many of us are child children of broken home we broken homes listen there is a way in which we can handle our children, which will help them still become very well-rounded, healthy and productive citizens yes. without trying to put on the Cosby face. Because yeah. this is not a, this is, we are not the Huxtables and it just doesn't happen that way. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. And so we don't have to play. We don't have to pretend. All we have to do is, is take control of our environment and the atmosphere. Okay. Off the soapbox. What do we do then? What do we do in this situation when we've been on and off? We believe we on some level, we believe in the promises. Maybe not all of them. As a a matter of fact, if you look back at the letter, when she started going through that, she said, hey, listen, there's a lot more to it, but I need help now. Where people stop talking is a telltale sign of what they're talking about or what they're tired of. Yes. And she's seen the promises before. She's been at that place before. She doesn't want to go down that lane before. Absolutely. So what do we do? What do you do? Not just her, but those of you who are still lingering, those of you who are still tethered, those of you who are still soul tied in a negative relationship. Hey, y'all. Takara here. Are you enjoying this? Are you listening to us in your headphones right now and saying, oh my God, yes, that's me? Well, guess what? The Soul Ties Detox course is now available in the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. When you become a member, you not only get access to the course, but you'll also get the Soul Ties Detox book for free. So you can jump right on in Netflix style and get on your journey to healing from heartbreak, 
to wholeness. There's other stuff in there too, but we just wanted to let you know that if you need some help right now, beginning your journey to healing, the Soul Ties Detox course is available for you. So go ahead, visit thehealthyloveclub.com and join today. That's thehealthyloveclub.com and get in there and start on your journey to freedom. The very first thing you do, you have to understand it doesn't start with the gateways. It starts with you. You have to make a determinative, uh, a def definitive uh, decision. Yeah. Are you in or are you out? Yes, ma'am. And, and, and then that is a very strong statement. It seems very simple, but it's an extremely difficult statement because all of the things in her letter point to the control being given to him and what he may or may not do, but also being given to the idea of what it would do to the child. And so she's making decisions for everybody but herself. Yes. And so when you, it's very difficult to do, especially as a parent, but you have to step back from what's going on around you and actually look to yourself and what's going on inside of you and actually make the determination to say no more. Yes. When you've, when you've been accustomed to sacrificing yourself, you don't feel the pain of the altar. But you don't realize that, that there are people like your daughter standing around the altar getting burned by what you're sacrificing yourself to. Mm -hmm. uh, Carlita said my daughter was the one who noticed that the toxicity was going to do uh, was doing to me more than uh, toxicity, was do toxicity was doing to me more than my other children. She wanted the divorce, too. And she was eight. She was at peace when it happened. And I understand that. Lovely uh, Laura, she asks, uh, mm -hmm. or is it Laura? I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, what's a broken home? Because I grew up with both my parents, but my father was abusive. So the father not being around is not necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely. The father not Absolutely. being around is not necessarily a bad thing. When we say broken home, we speak from the technical situation of one parent uh, of the uh, original parents or what we call the nuclear home not existing. Uh, the um, one of the parents that leave. Right. Okay. We're not talking about the emotionally broken issues in the home because you're absolutely 100. Just because they both there. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Just because they both there does not make it a family straight up. So you're absolutely right about that. Um, let me, uh, we're, we're, okay. So the first thing is it starts with you getting back to that. Okay. Um, when it starts with you, when you make the determinate decision to not go further with this relationship, you have to deal with the chief gateway that keeps luring you back in. In this situation, this for this young lady, that's your daughter. What do I mean by that? You create an atmosphere in which he can be a father to his daughter. Mm -hmm. You create a supportive atmosphere. What that does, what that means is, is that your relationship to him, intimate or otherwise, is not connected to their relationship. Yes. If he decides he doesn't want to have anything to do with his daughter just because he can't have you, then you have to let him make that choice. Right. You ha she'll ask later. Don't don't you, you have to create an atmosphere. Don't create an atmosphere where he could throw out false promises and continue to uh, uh, um, uh, break promises to her and so on and so forth. But 
what you have to do is separate your relationship from their relationship. There no, those are two exclusive, exclusive entities. Yes, ma'am. No, because just to piggyback off of that with normalized questions, she said, after you leave, what can you do if the child tries to be protective of the toxic partner or the child's memory of the partner was better than how it actually was? That's a good question. But that's exactly, you have to start with number one. Was it better? Um, because for a child, all they know is that that particular parent will just assume that it's daddy, that the child just said that everything was fun with that parent. When that parent knows that that they're trash to you, they're going to be great to the children. Absolutely. They're going to be, try to get everyone on their side, including the children, including your friends and your relatives and your family. So when you begin to separate your mental health and your healing and your happiness from that, Number one, the conversations with the child should not be for or against the absent parent in the home. It should just be, as a matter of fact, your parent loves you, but it should not stretch beyond that. If they want to talk to the parent, that's one thing, but those conversations should not be anything to point to the negative things that that parent did as they're young. Um, if mm. they are a good father, if they are a good mother, if they are a good parent to that child, you let that relationship as a parent to them be what it is. But that relationship to you, of course, they were terrible to you. That's why you're no longer with them. Now, if the child is in a position that need, they need to be protected from an abusive parent, I think that's a different conversation. Absolutely. But absolutely. It always, it's always going to hurt my feelings if my child says, you know, my daddy was better, you know, than, than this and all of that. And I know for a fact that your dad beat my, beat right. my face in. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. But the idea is this, is that you have to facilitate an opportunity for them to connect. Mm -hmm. You don't, when I say facilitate, that means you open you. It's like a house with two doors. You open the door to your child, but you keep the door to you locked. If they try to access you through the child, that's where the barrier is. That's where the border is. That's where the boundary is. You have to be careful with that. Now, emotionally, it sounds simple, but I know emotionally it can be convoluted Absolutely. because they will uh, they will either treat the child, like you said, extremely well, or they will ignore the child extremely bad in order to get to you. You have to let that take place because you can't control that person. Mm -hmm. The reason why you're not together is because you couldn't control the person. The reason why you guys fell out is because you couldn't control the person. The reason why they cheated on you or treated you in any abusive manner is because you couldn't control the person. The only person you could control is you. So you allow you you have to come to a point and it's very hard to let them go. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's very, very hard. Now, nor, um, 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 I saw, I saw a really good question. Was, um, it, was it this one? What if? Yes. What if it's fear of being alone is keeping you attached to this person? And 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 I'm going to be honest, Mary. That was interestingly enough part of the notes, but we wanted to make this concise so that we could get to the point. If it's fear of being alone that's getting keeping you attached to the person, it may not be the child. Fear. Let me let me tell you the the structure of fear when it comes to these kind of relationships. Uh -huh. Fear is structured by number one familiar familiarity. 
I'm familiar with that person. Mm. That person, um, even though I don't like who they are or what they are, I can navigate that person pretty easily. It's easier to navigate right. what I know than to, tr than to figure out something that I don't know. The second thing is comfort. We find comfort in the presence of hell because it's warm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. We can find comfort in places that we're familiar with and that are consistently or persistently present. Mm -hmm. And because they're there, we'd rather deal with a hellish presence than nobody's presence at all. Especially when it deals with, comes with women, because here's the thing. Uh, and you've heard me say this before, women, the, the main thing with women is security, financial security, spiritual security, emotional security, physical security. Uh, um, and security is a key component to loving a woman. Mm -hmm. When a woman begins to conform and begins to um, uh, accept terrible behavior, understand there's always going to be something consistent that she can count on because security means something to her. So even if he's a butt, even if he's a jerk, even if he continues to cheat on her, even if he continues to do all those different things mm -hmm. to her, manipulate, control, so on and so forth, isolate, she can still count on him to be there, be Absolutely. present. Okay? Yes. Now, now that we've explained that, Mary, how do we deal with that fear? Understand that fear comes from security. You're going to have to find security somewhere else. Now, I can, I can, I can get on a pedestal and I say, find it in the Lord. But I understand. You see what I'm saying? I understand. In the, yeah. be in the beginning, when he said it's not good for man to be alone, but God was right there with him. He was, he was making an address towards the nature, the flesh nature of a, the, our human being nature. Right. You're looking for human interaction and human connection. The problem is, is after being burned by someone who hurt you, connection is not good for you at this point. You're going to have to separate, forced a separation from him, regardless of what you feel. That requires you to uh, deny your feeling and begin to think and act your way through this process. And I, I wish I could say more, but this is something that we th this is something that we actually do that we walk people through. Yes, ma'am. No. And I think one of the things that we have to come to a realization of y'all is that fear lies to us. And and at the end of the day, your fear is going to continue to lie to you based on what you believe that your insecurity or your handicap is. Mm. A lot of times ahead, it is our age. Sometimes it's okay. We've been through so much. Who else is going to want me? Sometimes it's I have children. Who else is going to want me with children? Other times it's just I've been doing this for far too long and I do not want to start all over again to learn somebody else. The fact that these are concerns, it's fear telling you that it is a handicap, that there, that means it's something wrong with you. And you have to step out of the idea that any of these things that keeps me in fear is a handicap or that there is something wrong with you. That takes time, but understand that as long as you continue to force yourself to stay in it, not even force yourself, as long as you allow yourself to stay in this comfortable place, you're never going to know what's out there for you. 
But listen, if you are okay being in this place with this relationship, then change nothing. But if you constantly find yourself miserable, if you constantly find yourself wondering what if, if you constantly find yourself asking, but what if, what's on the other side of this, then you owe it to yourself to give yourself the opportunity to find not just happiness in another person, find happiness in you outside of a person that makes you feel like nobody else will want you but them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I find fear to be a short term um, conclusion, a short term uh, uh, motivator. It is. Fear is a short term motivator and we all have it. No one wants to be alone. Absolutely. No one wants to be by themselves. But fear is often a part of the game. And I, I want to add this too, since we have just a little bit of time, I, I need to add this. Um, another thing that really impacts the fear, the fear issue is our self-image. Yes, absolutely. Because we chose this person, because we've been tethered to this person, perhaps because we slept with this person or this, we belonged to this person or have had children with this person, whatever the case may be, because we allowed this person to mistreat us or misuse us, we begin, as we begin to question them, we begin to question ourselves. What kind of person am I? What kind of man am I? What kind of woman am I? What kind of, what, who would allow this to be done to them mm -hmm. or who would allow? And I tell you, we hear those questions often. And the thing is, is that you have to get to a place. Uh, again, it, it's, it's, a, it's a process of healing, but you have to get it to a place where you have to. I don't like using this term, but I will use it here because mm -hmm. it is easily understood. You have to get to a place where you forgive yourself. Um, you have to get to your, to a place where you can say that was my past, but that's not who I am or who I'm becoming. So there has to be a transition and a change in who you are. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, there is a journey that that trend that 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 takes a person from a captive state to a paradise state. The problem with the journey is it's a hundred miles long. And so someone who is in a captive state determines that that is too long for them. So they stay where they are because it's more comfortable than the uncomfortable journey to the paradise state. Absolutely. You said something. Um, everyone wants to take the journey to the promised land. So they find out that the journey from the, the from bondage to the promised land is 100 miles. Or Absolutely. Right? Once Absolutely. you see how long that journey is, once you see what it's going to take to complete that journey, once you see the strength and the tenacity that it's going to take to get through to your promised land. It's like, well, shoot, I might as well go ahead and stay here. Right. At least it's warm here. Right. But the pro <laughs> at least it's warm. Mm. But the problem is the reason why it's so long, because it took you that long. It took you a hundred miles to get to where you are. You just didn't know it because you enjoyed the journey because you enjoyed the ride. You became comfortable. You became comfortable with, with the, the ride. ride. So it just takes you, it's just a whole totally different direction, but it's a lot better direction. And we don't want to scare you from it, but the idea is, is that that's what it takes. It takes decision. It starts with a decision. Do I want this or don't I want, or do I not want this? We know that you don't. Right. You have to say no. You have to close the gateways. If it's a child, we talked about that. And if you have any more of the questions, just hit us in the DMs. If it's fear, we talked about that. If you have any more questions, hit us in the DMs. But to be honest, we really, really walk people from one point to the next. Um, 
in the soul ties detox and 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 just by chat or whatever the case may be it's a long it's a journey it's, it's you pack your bags and you go but you have to understand in order to heal from a burn you got to be isolated from any heat so you have to if you want to be healed from that tether Wait. or from them other people you have to let them go oh my go. goodness i just got it i just got it right here <laughs> you said if you want to heal from the burn you have to be isolated from any heat yes ma'am that my friends is what we call detox thank you for listening to the soul ties podcast recorded live on facebook and distribute it to iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, if you're on iTunes, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review, and share your favorite episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties Podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered. Do you have questions that you want us to answer? Just visit relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.